Today, the heating, ventilation, air conditioning system, the so-called HVAC, plus other ancillary systems such as the lights, the demister, the audio system, the GPS, all of that stuff that is not absolutely core to forward progress. How does that really affect the range if you shift from combustion to EV? I'm John Kurgan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars <coughs> cheap but Australia-only website card. Now today I thought we might also bask in the unmitigated fucking glamour of motoring journalism alfresco because today this fine vocation has taken me here to Fallujah by the sea, or Marrickville, as it is sometimes also known. The Prime Minister's electric, if memory serves. I can see a hasty meth deal being transacted just over there. And there's a fine gentleman's establishment just around the corner, Google Maps tells me, promising a range of therapeutic benefits at reasonable prices. So there's that to consider on the way home. And uh, of course, wait for it. Yes, fuck off plane. Fuck off plane. Fuck off plane. And if I'm not mis... There's Captain Sullenberger just there, apparently. If I'm not mistaken, I'm also about to be pooped on by an Indian miner up in this tree, so... That's nice. Got a question today from a dude named Nige, who is a regular correspondent to this fine channel. And uh, I know you'll join me in wishing Nige all the best because he has a fairly confronting health situation that keeps deteriorating and yet he devotes some of his remaining free time to engagement with the channel. So that says something, doesn't it? I'm glad to be here for you, Nige. And uh, if I am elected into Parliament anytime soon, I'm going to immediately pass into Parliament a bill that effectively outlaws the practice of dying prematurely if you're a subscriber to the channel. So I hope you can stick around for that one, mate. It might help. Anyway, Nige goes, I'm considering the purchase of a small EV, but I'm wondering whether you have any concerns regarding the use of electric accessories like the HVAC, radio, GPS, etc. in some of the vehicles available. I'm particularly interested in your views regarding the use of the aircon on a stinking hot summer Arvo stuck in traffic on our congested roads. He changed his voice to that, I don't know why. How could using these things affect range, Nige? Okay, let's look at it like this. You've got solar energy from the sun doing its, whatever it is, 600 second shuffle across the vacuum of space. And then those photons hit your car. They got a couple of choices, I guess, <laughs> to the extent that subatomic particles have a choice in anything. They could bounce off, in which case that allows us to see the car, or they could go through the glass and then interact with the interior or they could be absorbed by the body of the car, the paint or the glass or something, in which case the energy is converted into heat. So the way uh, Goddo on the moon manufactured solar energy, it's about one kilowatt 
per square metre of area. So if the cabin of a car is three metres long and two metres wide in the ballpark here, then that's six square metres. So that's six kilowatts of incident energy. And if we said a third of that was converted into heat, while well, two thirds of it just bounces off, because some of it's UV and it doesn't really have a heat dimension, about half of it's infrared and about 40% of it is visible. So some of those photons are gonna to convert to heat, but let's say a third get converted to heat for the sake of argument. That's a two kilowatt heater, which is roughly equivalent to one domestic GPO's sort of PowerPoint with a heater running flat out, okay? That's the heat input into the cabin, and that's what the HVAC has to go to battle against. Worst case scenario, car's been baking on a hot summer's day, you've been doing whatever at the gentleman's club or you know scoring over here or something and you come back to your car and it's dead hot you've got to activate the hvac to draw the temperature down so that you feel like you're in the first world not the third world we might just pause for a second i do wonder what captain james cook or arthur philip would think of the inconvenience inconvenience of a jet airliner going overhead. I'd like to reanimate them and just ask. Anyway, so let's say we've got this two kilowatt heat input. You've got to activate your car, get the HVAC cranked up and suck that heat out so that you don't feel like it's all, you know, Ramadi or something all of a sudden. And to do that, you need a heat pump. And a heat pump has a coefficient of performance of about four on a good day. And that means that if it's got to suck out two kilowatts, it only needs about half a kilowatt to do that because its function is to concentrate heat energy into a place and eject it. It doesn't actually have to produce four kilowatts or two kilowatts, whatever, of anti-heat to deal with the heat. It's just got to concentrate it and suck it out. So it doesn't need that much energy to do that. Typically about a quarter of the amount of heat that it's got to, let's call it, um, fuck off from the cabin space. So it's got to work harder than that though because you don't want it to just maintain a constant temperature. You've got two kilowatts in, you've got two kilowatts out, then the temperature is never going to change and you really do want the temperature to change. So let's say you've got two or even three kilowatts of HVAC performance. If you max that out and you run it maxed out for one hour, that'd be three kilowatt hours of electrical energy. And if you're dealing with a car like a MG4, mid-range MG4 or Kona Electric, something of that nature, they typically have 60-ish kilowatt hour batteries. So if you run three kilowatt hours for one hour, that is a 5% imposition on the range of your EV. So not that much, <laughs> except in the context of only just getting home. If you've got 300 kilometres of range and you fall 5% short, then you'll have to walk the last 15 kilometres or get an Uber or something and both of those options are gonna get old. So if you've got plenty of reserve, the imposition is minimal. If you're only just gonna get home and you're sucking on potentially a dry tank of electrons coasting down the street, I'd be switching the HVAC off just for the sake of safety. Now, as for other systems like the lights and audio and things of that nature, I'd suggest that they are a comparatively minor but cumulative assault on the amount of range, quote unquote, in the tank for your car. So 
if range is critical, you could switch all non-essential things off and maybe give it a little bit of a boost. But I'd suggest in that situation, what would be more helpful would be if you're in the burbs to max out the regenerative braking so that you get the maximum free energy return from that and also to turn off non-essential systems that could help but finally on the highway reduce speed because things like rolling resistance and in particular aerodynamic drag are really significant and on the highway aerodynamic drag is tweakable and you can make a big difference to that by just reducing your speed if only a bit because from 100 to 80 we're talking about 35% reduction in aerodynamic drag kind of thing. It's not like 35% more range, but you'll be consuming significantly less energy just overcoming aerodynamic drag in that situation. But if you are in a position regularly where you just don't have enough range, these things are only incremental hacks. They're not something that'll make a profound difference. And if you're up against that quite often, then I'd suggest maybe a plug-in hybrid or just a conventional small capacity diesel engine might be a better fit for you in the boonies. With a plane coming over again, let's just get Magellan or someone and he can bask in that and I'll bid you farewell for this one.